dude, how long? Uh, so, well, thanks for coming on the yeah. podcast. We've been talking about doing this for like yeah. a, a year, year and a half or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honored to do it. How long, I guess we'll just dive right in. How long have you been with, uh, with Lauren? Uh, since 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started doing, uh, uh, I was playing with this guy named Paul Mayberry. He's a drummer. I think most of us know who Paul is. Yeah, so we did. Uh, I was doing some stuff for his company, some samples and stuff like that. And uh, for that sound, yeah, for that sound. And you know, we started doing stuff on some records, and then the same guy that would hire him would hire me. So we started playing a lot together. Same thing happened with like Dan Needham and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he he was the MD for Lauren Daigle, and he wrote, co-wrote most of the couple of records and then he produced a couple of her records. I was just so, going to say, yeah, he produced all that yeah, stuff too. Yeah, so he's like, you know, he was a guy. So when there was an opportunity, he's like, hey man, we're playing at the Ryman. Yeah. Can you come? I was like, what? That's so awesome. yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm down. So That's yeah. a nice way to start it off. Yeah, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. You know? So there was the, I think it was the beginning of her ch- shifting from having a, a moderately good sized band to having a full fledged like percussion horns and, right another ox guy and like really really cool stuff so yeah and live percussion so that was cool the yeah. budget started to make way for that too obviously oh yeah i mean i think there's so many artists that would want to do that if they could but they yeah. just can't yeah which is why tracks exist but yeah that's awesome that yeah. whenever an artist is is able to like make that next step up yeah to scale up and do yeah, it just it makes the the live show yeah. so much better yeah yeah it's true stuff's happening in real time you know yeah. yeah and i've noticed a change too in music where like some people are ramping up and adding all of those real-time instruments yeah. and then yeah. a lot of people are also replacing it with tracks yeah and i'm like man your show's gonna suffer i, I would think yeah i mean you know if you take people yeah. off stage yeah it feels different when the artist is able to walk around and see like oh there's my horn section and then oh man hey there's the bass player and she's like acknowledging everybody and then walking yeah. over, there's my bgvs my background singers my guitar player and it's just like oh the because the drummer Dude, the it's you can see what you're hearing and then she's it helps the whole thing for yeah. sure yeah that's awesome. I'm sure playing with Paul was awesome too. Oh. He's a machine. He's a machine. He's super talented, gracious. He's my family. And I I I was just with him the other day. Yeah, we 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 hang on top of that. We're good friends. We're bros and uh it's been awesome. And yeah, we're it's finished. I did a whole big percussion thing with him and Splice. So Oh, nice. It was, it was dope. Yeah. Really really cool. Uh, David Kern's my boy. Oh, we, yeah. were, we were uh, we were in a fantasy league this this past year oh, together. Yeah. That's I don't cool. I don't know him super well, but we're getting to know each other a little That's bit awesome. better. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's not going with on Lauren, the no, road uh, he's not anymore. Doing any, any more um, dates with Lauren? I don't think. Uh, neither is Paul. And right. So yeah. Is, so the dynamics change because that's not the core band like it used to. Those are the two main rhythm guys. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then obviously then the pandemic came and it shifted a lot of things. But yeah, yeah. Sure. I just recently did something with her the other day at the Ryman, which was right. just percussion right. and, and three guys playing music. It was it was a lot of fun. That was cool. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. You know, you know, the setup was different, but it was it was it was a lot of fun. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. Have they found a replacement for Paul already? Uh, yeah, they use Jarrett. 
This guy named Jared is Australian, another Aussie. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, he was playing with. Um, he's uh, a really Hunter nice Hayes. guy. He's a Hunter Hayes. Hunter with Hayes. Hayes. He's also played with uh, what's his name, Ben Rector, a little yep, bit. That, ben Rector. Yeah, yeah. He can play, man. Yeah, he's a nice he's guy. A great player. Uh, really, really kind. Mm-hmm. I went to a random. You guys know that noise home? Yeah. Uh, Hunter West. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got like an Instagram thing. He's just you know. He would feature different drummers every now and again. And That's cool. He was doing a thing where he was uh, hosting some clinics, and yeah, that dude did Jared, one, and I, yeah. I went to it, and it was like one of the, I like I had lived here for like a couple weeks, so wow. I was just trying to meet people, and uh, he he was a really nice guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, nice. is he is he still doing that the noise home thing? I I don't think not, it's not been super active subject. recently. Okay. but he's doing his own. He's like running his own studio and stuff now. Right on. Gotcha. But anyways. When uh when did you get into doing percussion? Um, uh, I, well, when I was a kid, it, yeah. it you know, culturally speaking, it's like sure. a thing. Yeah. But then also, you know, my dad um, was a pastor, so it's fitting that every pastor's kids play instruments, and yeah, play music. So, right. You know, ours was no different. You know, we were before my dad changed his life. We had a different lifestyle, different upbringing. It was it was a pretty chaotic pretty tough mm. and then you know we had a he uh changed his whole life the, the whole dynamic of the fam- whole dynamic of the family changed and you know he became a believer and felt the need to help people and become a pastor and so wow and so we all just followed suit you know five kids you know three uh, i'm i'm the baby of five yeah so uh but we all just started playing music man and so you know, I started playing drums and percussion and bongos right away. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then in my neighborhood, there were people be playing. You know, there's just people just played, and it was it's really cool. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, part of culture. Go to my friend's house. He's like, I got a cowbell. I was like, what? Okay, well, pull it out. I don't know what does that mean. You know. But it was a thing. Check this out. Yeah, check this out. He was like, oh yeah. Check it out, bongos. So we just we would just play. You know. Yeah. So it was cool. That was a fun time, and then you know that's the, that's the thing. And then when I to fast forward when I got here, you know there was so many drummers, a dime a dozen drummer, and then the gap of no percussion. There was a few people that I knew. I was like, I know that guy plays percussion, but man, who else? Yeah. And so, what brought me here was to the band that was playing for the artist I was playing for already had the whole band, but no percussion player. Gotcha. So they said, you play percussion, why don't you come with the band? This is in 1997. Why don't okay. you play with the band and uh, you play percussion since there's no percussion player? Because I play drums. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Right, right. And that was when literally my career took off in Nashville, playing percussion. Damn. Yeah. It's like wow. one of three guys and we were, I had Harry yeah. rocking. That's awesome. I had two rigs yeah. going on. Oh, it was crazy that's awesome wow you just you you met a need at the right time right time man it was freaking awesome man it was like really cool for everyone involved so you moved here for music yeah how long ago was that uh that was 1997 so you got you got into the scene pretty early early. yeah Yeah. i got into the scene early and i came here 97 and then it took me about six months before i brought my family everybody came down in in 98 like the first quarter of 98 okay that's awesome kind of like you know you just and then finally, like, I guess time to, you know, we, we got it. Yeah. This is what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. So, is your family also involved in the music industry here? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my uh, my ki- my kids both went to Belmont University. Awesome. 
And uh, my wife, she's been, you know, incredibly supportive. And she comes from a musical background as well. Her parents were evangelists. And so she traveled and, and sang and stuff like that. That's, That's how right. I met her, actually. Right. Awesome. So we're all involved. But, uh, you know, in, in like now in the business is, is uh, um, my son Uriah plays with this artist named Torn Wells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he plays lead guitar for Torn. Right. And so he's, he's you know, he's busy with that. And the, the irony of that and. You know, this is not his interview, but the irony is that the <laughs> MD of this guy was they were kids when they, were, they grew up together in Houston. Oh, kids. wow. Torn's MD? That's so awesome. when Torn asked him, who do you want to play with? Who's your guy? He goes, Uriah. Yeah. Uriah is the guy I want to play with. Dude, that's cool. Call cool. him up. Is that and Chris? So, is Chris their MD? Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. Chris, and so they've been playing music since they were like 13 years old, 14 years old. I knew they were tight. I didn't know how long no. that and, was. And he plays bass and keys and stuff. So yeah, when they first played, it was just drums and that. And then Uriah multitask, you know, put keys and he switched to guitar and then bass. Dude, so they got the full band. Man, we need we need to get Uriah and Chris on here and do. Like, oh yeah, like they're a, like funny a dual too. Thing. That'd be awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, I love those. They guys. have a lot of fun. That's awesome. A lot of people watch them. It's cool. Um, one one question I've always been interested by, and and like I grew up just playing drums and purely drums. And then when I was introduced to percussion in general is how vast percussion is. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different things that crazy it, that it takes on. Um, how do you feel having a drumming background? How do you feel the, that being a percussionist, so to speak, and a drummer, so to speak, differ or how, like it's all rhythm section, but I feel like they're two very different yeah, roles. For sure. Like how yeah. would you compare them? Well, I, it's like, traditionally speaking when you play percussion if you think about oh yeah the latin percussion player there's no drummer right there's four guys playing percussion instruments yeah so they cover all the vast of drums oh, wow. if you will. yeah yeah so but in if you in the modern western pop world that doesn't work right there's mm-hmm. a drummer okay so as a kid when I, I was asked this question not too long ago like what was the, what was the thing that got you well and this to answer the question when i was a kid I knew of the four guys playing percussion. Tito Puente, I know about, you know, Giovanni Dalga. I knew all these guys that would play. They were my idols. Yeah, yeah. But I liked what got me to play and really attracted me was the stuff like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. Yeah. Michael Jackson records. Nice. ABC, Jackson 5, all yeah, the man. way they played percussion. I was, that, that, I was like, that's what I want. I want to play like that. That, yeah. that gets my, the whole polyrhythm in between that, that kind of. And so I began to jump in that way. But so the difference is, is that, you know, the drummer will play a groove and I feel like it's my job to find not the gaps or the holes, but to fill in and make it where it's like fluid. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like the candy, the candy. And it's like, oh, yeah, man. And, you know, where if the guy mutes me, they're like, yo, I could tell he's not in there. You know, that's Mm. crazy, man. Put that back because I just need to feel that that movement. Right. But yet, but yet, I'm not stomping on the drummer. I'm not playing a pattern on the drummer. Right. Right. You know, because right. in the Latin rhythms, a lot of it's playing the root. Yeah. The uh-huh. root of the rhythm. Ostinato patterns. Exactly. Like things exactly like that. right. Yeah. And so I'm not. That's not. I'm not about. I'm about staying away from the drummer and play around him. Where he's like playing, he looks at me like this. This dude's in the snack. He's in the okay. pocket with me. Yeah. So it's okay. Like, you know the what layers. I mean? Yeah. It's like. Yeah. It's and it's a it's a bond that happens musically. Yeah. I love that man. It's like yeah. taking the groove and like elevating it with yeah. a new element. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of experience with 
any types of world percussion. I yeah. took lessons for a short period of time in college, and my professor was into a lot of world percussion, more, more so like Afro-Cuban stuff. Oh, yeah. It's great. But, I mean, it just, it's like a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. It's like thing. a whole, it's just another beast. It's crazy. And it's, I'm like, it's crazy because it is. It's it, it really yeah. is. Yeah. And, I mean, if you look at that Afro-Cuban stuff, like, these kids in Brazil just like growing up on the street learning some like the craziest patterns and rhythms and like their sense of time is like insane. Yeah. But just also just the range of instruments that exist. Yeah. Percussive instruments that exist. Dude. Is it's vast. It really is. Oh yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And it's something that there's not a lot of not just in here in Nashville, but just in pop music in general. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. cool. You have a you have a a really cool role that you get to yeah fill kind of bringing that element into uh a world where it might not really exist otherwise yeah which is it's, cool it's a lot of fun too because it's like that it's auxiliary but then if 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 you someone likes it and gets used to it they're like i gotta have that guy yeah For sure it's like when i played uh not to be like oh when i played with but I, name I did, drop it, it's 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 <laughs> test it's coming I'm just kidding. yeah so <laughs> I, I was playing in the house band for the honors, the Black Honors, okay, uh, uh, BET Black Honors Awards, and so they honored right. the, uh, the Jackson Five. Yeah, so they requested just the horn players and the percussion to play with them. So I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm playing with the Jackson Five, dude!" Like, you know, fires. I was like, <laughs> "You know, wow." So, but so they start rehearsing A B C, right? Yeah. And the second time it comes, the percussion comes in, right? And I just couldn't believe I was playing the part. Dude, I'm getting like excited just yeah. And then the dude Tito Jermaine turns around. He goes, "I need that. I need the percussion player." And right, we're dancing up here. I need the percussion player. And I was like, "Oh god." Yeah. That's awesome. But the thing is, is the drummer was playing the groove. I had nothing to do with what he was playing, so to speak, but the gel of together being together and the layers and the part it was different. Yeah, like that record, it was incredible, man. Man, that's so cool. So that's that's, that's pretty amazing. And but that's what the percussion that's what percussion can be and, yeah. and do, especially for dancers and yeah. that era. Yeah, that's a good it point. It was all they want to hear all the polyrhythms because they're yeah, men. for sure. They want to hear the block with their foot. No, it's just crazy. Yeah, well, if you think about it from like a, a scientific standpoint to a degree. It's you're also you're in a sonic range that nothing else is. That's true. You know, like. Heads on bongos are obviously super tight. Oh they're yeah, can, they're in a they're in a sonic range yeah. that that drums do not accomplish. That's exactly unless right. Unless someone right. has like octobons next yeah. to them or yeah. rototoms or right. something like that. True. So you're able to fill a sonic gap that literally no other instrument could. Yep. Yep. Yeah, which is cool. Which is yep. why if it if it does get muted, it's going to be pretty obvious. It's like well, what's that? What's missing? Yeah. Exactly right. That's that's really cool, man. Yeah, man. So that's been those are the the, the times of like. This is incredible. I'm glad I'm doing this. You know, I'm 51, so it's I've been doing it for a long time. You know, yeah, yeah. you look good. Um, I was gonna say I, you're 51. Like, I'm 51. On, man. I'll be 52. That's that. awesome. Yeah. yeah, big old kids, man. That's so cool. You know? Do you know a guy named uh, Todd Collins? Oh yeah, he's a cool dude. Cool dude. He plays percussion. He's one of the. He was the first person, apart from you now. Yeah, yeah. That I knew that played percussion in yeah, this town i bought that red case from him 20 years ago that's awesome that case <laughs> oh yeah yeah. There, yeah 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 todd collins okay. 
He's yeah. a, he's a cool dude. He's cool a trip, dude. man. Yeah. He was uh, I I was on a tour. Uh, how long is it? How long is it since? Wait COVID for it. Here comes the name drop. Just over a year. No, no, no. Year and a year and a shall, month or something. <laughs> Already shall not be named. Anyways, Todd was on Todd was on our bus, and I found out that he was the dude that played percussion on the DC Talk Jesus Freak album, and I like. Yeah, he did. started like freaking out, dude. And then we would start to like shed a little bit of like Latin rhythms and stuff in the green room and stuff just to kill time. Yeah, He's yeah, a cool, dude. It really is. It's like its own set of chops. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, like you, your it, your brain does not engage in the same way as it does with four four. Oh yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. laying down like a basic two four groove type thing. It yeah, really yeah. is. It's a right. it's a different thing. Right, it is. Yeah, but wh- it's it's really satisfying. In a way, there's something. There's something. Uh, what am I trying to say? There's there's something that those types of rhythms, world rhythms, specifically like Latin rhythms too, that they they scratch an itch that other things can't scratch. You yeah. Know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. When I played at Shoreline in Austin, I was there for like three years. We my last year, my friend Justin started building like an ox kit, and it was basically a a four piece drum kit that he just put it like the bass drum up on its side and the toms all flat and he had cymbals, but then he had shakers and um, he had like built That's a marimba. Cool. He had, yeah. he had like a marching background and oh, like, yeah. like he, he was like a collegiate instructor or something like that. And granted he wasn't doing like congas or timbales or anything, but just the, the, um, the way that he complimented what I was playing on the kit. Yeah. The way that it fed off of each other was amazing. And yeah. then to, look at some obscure percussion like i learned what a cuica is today and oh, I, was, yeah. I was like what in the world is this thing yeah. and how do you use it like yeah. um yeah is it just really it really amazes me whether it's latin percussion or orchestral percussion or oh yeah whatever the case but like i mean you said it too anthony it was like your mind when you're playing percussion is really different than oh, yeah. when you're just doing a pocket groove mm-hmm. on on a kit and uh, um do you find like it's difficult to translate if you're behind the kit versus when you're standing up and playing? Uh, or do no, you, you not, I guess no, you've been doing it long, yeah, long it's enough. Yeah, just like you just chain, turn the page and like, mm-hmm. okay, now I have to pay attention more than ever because I'm playing drums. Do you feel like there's and a way to teach you know, people to do it? Like like how yeah. like like how to like it, like if you taught somebody who had 10 years on behind a trap kit yeah okay now you're going to be a percussionist yeah do you feel like there's like a oh, like oh, like, yeah, like, sure. like a major shift to yeah, teach yeah, him yeah. okay yeah i definitely uh, i was just we just talk about this all the time with these uh, i have these young guys at the shop but we always talk music and stuff like that so yeah we always you know just from the shake even the shaker part or something like that it, it's like when i see these kids in peru play the cajon yeah right right it's a peruvian instrument yeah you know so when i see them play in the 90s i'm like oh how are they playing it like that mm-hmm. it's incredible you yeah know, just like whoa man my mind i thought that's out of the womb i can't i gotta i gotta really learn that yeah i'm not sure if i have that time to learn that yeah but i can incorporate that my way Right, right. I listen right. to pop grooves and and kind of feel how they're feeling it, but kind of do my thing. Yeah, and I think that that's how I would advise anybody who's coming from the kit to percussion. Okay, right. So like I did this thing with Lauren Lauren the other day. There was no drums, so I had a kick, you know. So I got a kick, my congas, shaker, tambo, and everything's going at one time. You know, 
and it's like a loop but yet there's a drive there's so right. to, to get someone to say hey you're gonna have to learn some technique you got the rhythm yeah but you got to learn some technique to pop that thing and and you know when to move and the shaker's got to keep going like a truck yeah you know what are you left handed or right handed well i suggest you use your left hand because you're right handed and this is scientifically called the left hand of your right hand at the gripper right so you put all the groceries on one hand and turn the key with right because it's the, so use yeah. it as a train yeah. it to be more finesse so you can use your right hand more fluidly you know things i would just approach it teach or instructed someone that way interesting you know? i've, okay. I've I, whenever i've tried to like you shaker or whatever behind the kit i've always done the opposite yeah right hand because well i'm, I'm personally i'm left-handed so i would oh. i would keep the shaker in my left hand because mm. i'm thinking this is my hi-hat mm-hmm. so i was thinking about it accomplishing the same type of yeah. thing but what you're saying makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. so maybe i should try switching it up at some point if you if you did you have more range doing this you have because you're more this is your this is the, your dominant this, this hand is your is dominant hand yeah now the dominant can do and this one your brain is saying oh don't worry about what this one's doing and you're the state with it it's, it's so weird yeah but that's yeah. what happens it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah when you said the gripper i was like wait somebody mentioned that to me and it was you when we yeah. were carrying your stuff out yeah and but i like i'm I forget how, like, what came up. You asked me, you're like, are you right-handed or are you left-handed? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking back there. You're yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I think because we were carrying a bunch of stuff. I was like, what are hand? Because I was like, what? I can give it to you in a certain. Yeah. You were like, yeah, here. Yeah, that's so an, weird. That's so true. And I mean, ambidexterity, I've, I feel, is like, that already is just hard to learn oh, in man, general. Oh, man, it's crazy. Let alone when, like, I always, I mean, I'm playing my hi-hat with my right I'm picking up a shaker with my right yeah. and like, you know, and this is just like, I don't even know what your left would be, but yeah. to be able to swap all that over. Cause I know you play open handed, like you were saying, and, um, you play like this. Try to anyway. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> like that's amazing. And yeah, and, it is. And, but I, I, it feels like when it comes to percussion in general, especially Latin, I almost wonder if you just have to be ambidextrous period. I, to play I think Latin. you have to have it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you were doing like, pattern here and they want cowbells at the same time you're just putting all that in between you know and they it's want crazy. something over here it's just it's badass it's just kind of like you know and you're not getting in the way of the drummer still yeah you gotta kind of have to independently pay at least the top guys yeah yeah that's awesome let's let's get into your rig a little bit because yeah. you were just talking about like what you had set up for oh yeah right right that, right that different style gig with without a drummer what are what is your rig usually look like when you're playing with uh okay so yeah i usually have uh, two congas which is a quinto and a conga Mm -hmm. i used to have three but now i feel like it's just i don't have time to play three yeah Mm because my left hand's always playing a shaker tambourine or a cowbell or hit nothing ball or cascade or something so it's always it's always preoccupied yeah so i don't need that guy right but so two congas quinto conga bangos normal uh, four and, and uh, six okay. right and um, the timbales on the left side brass preferably because they got that little sharp uh body to them that mm. i like that they sting a little bit mm. and they embrace the ambassador head really well i like the way they sound mm-hmm. so that's cool then and, and the, the timbales and the couple cowbells uh, a bigger cowbell which is like more of like a low cowbell yeah a medium cowbell and a higher cowbell okay possibly a block it depends what we're doing and then on the right side i have um, a percussion table with all the toys shakers you know bells 
Afghani bells, all these weird high-end tweaky little color things that yeah, you use you know, right. like the shimmer stuff all kinda. that where yeah. it's like oh you know what is that so that and i got the swell the chimes above that on the, you know on the right side um and then the timbalas i have a symbol as well and uh, rainmaker because you know minel makes all that weird yeah practical Dude. usage stuff are you running yeah. all minel stuff yeah okay yeah, i'm endorsed by minel that's awesome thank god yeah so it'll be the the rainmaker and then um on the tour with uh, you would also use a big surdo drum okay so you know yeah. surdo drums is a brazilian uh-huh. the jopa drum right that's the huge yeah yeah the, yeah they're going back one. there yeah, they yeah. Really, no they don't really care about <laughs> yeah, Michael yeah. Thing, yeah so those we use that for some alone stuff which is really cool that's awesome it's like mm-hmm. it's it's aggressive but yet is it like a bass kind of frequency? Yeah, it's a bass frequency, but more of a boom. Okay. It's not yeah. like kind of like a, it's like not a thuddy. gong drum. It's like a kind of kind of yeah. like a gong drum, but it has two heads. But oh, it's like, okay, but it okay, is gong cool. drum. Cool. I'm yeah. not hip to it. Soto drum is like yeah, it's sordo is S U R D O. Okay. Right? Which is sordo in mm-hmm. Spanish, which is mute. Is sordo Japanese? Is that what that would be? Uh, no, Brazilian. Oh, Brazilian. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. That's cool. That's yeah. a, I mean, that's a pretty big rig. That's it's it's yeah busy. And then I had a djembe because they, they have a breakdown. They want every kind of you know. I feel like that's where everyone starts with percussion. At least that's where I started with the djembe. Like I remember mm-hmm. when my djembe dad or cajon, one of one of the two. Yeah. Now I think within like the past ten years, it's cajon. Now I uh-huh. feel like that's where people start. You know, they're more than ten years ago. There weren't really cajones and like guitar centers no or cajones. whatever. Yeah. That's, that's a true. relatively that's recent true. thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. At least in terms of like, hands down, massive, hands down, you're correct. Yeah, Western culture, yeah, whatever. It's yeah, like America has just relatively recently gotten hip to the cajon. That I, yeah, yeah. When I, when I got here in '97, everybody was playing jimbes, and I went to the union office to register and all that. And so it's like, what do you do? Play percussion? And she's like, Are you playing symphonic? And I was like, No, more like, like Latin percussion. I couldn't describe the mm-hmm. whole. So I was like, you know what? I got one of my instruments in my car. So I said, like, hold on. So I ran to the car <laughs> and got the cajon that I had, which was a little Peruvian one that a guy from Peru gave me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm 6'3". I'm a gorilla. So getting on this thing was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. But I started playing and she's like, oh, my goodness. Is that a speaker box? Are you playing on a box? <laughs> yeah. She's, I was like, she's like, oh, like what the, you know? Yeah. So I was like, no, this is just, it's an instrument called cajon. I started telling her the history of it and she was tripped out. And I hadn't seen anywhere, you know, so I started playing that quite a bit. I played on a lot of records with that thing because it was so like, it wasn't a djembe. Right. Yeah. It was a yeah, cajon. Yeah, you were the dude that had the cajon. So it was like, it's like, what the heck is that, you know, yeah, right. right away versus the gold, boom, that little yeah. tinny. It wasn't that. Yeah. So. Good ones, when they're mic'd up, they sound great. Oh, it's not amazing. There's just yeah. so many that are not good. Yeah. So many. Yeah. But sadly true. Um. So are you, like, do you have a, when you're out with Lauren, do you have a tech devoted to your stuff? Uh, we do. I do. Yeah. So, I mean, did you have to run this tech through? And we did. Your rig? I did. I'm yeah. guessing that they hadn't put together a percussion. No, before. they were. Uh, yeah, they hadn't. They were like, oh, we better take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, because it's a lot of little stuff. For you sure. Know? Yeah. I mean, stands. Like a lot of stands. Yeah. Stands, that's what I was about and to then say. all the memory things. And it's just a. Uh, you know the the gym is really high and it was is a really interesting setup you know so how long does it take to put it together i they're man they're so bad to the bone those guys man you know this guy named joseph 
and uh, uh, Kevin, or Joseph, I forgot the other guy, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, they were incredible. It's awesome. Yeah, they they had it going on. Every, I mean, they had to do it every day, man. These guys are bust and tell, man. Oh, yeah, and they, yeah. they figure out ways to make it faster. Yeah, they just figured out, okay, yeah. how are we going to put it back together? And so I was like, okay, well, I'm good with doing this. You don't have to break it down too much. Okay, so that was all like majorly helpful yeah. the stuff right. those are the things that you you figure out like the first week or two yeah, you know yeah, all the yeah. ways to make and i have no problem with everybody's it. life easier yeah they're putting it down at seven in the morning you know yeah, what i mean yeah. yeah so i'm like yeah whatever you need to do man you know so yeah gotta always try to take meat or something because i always uh yeah but it's awesome it was it was, it was a it was fun fun time we'll see what happens here in the next few months yeah, yeah i real. mean what's what's lined up for her Man, I'm not sure. I know that they're saying things are looking like they're opening up. I know that, um, you know, when I say Broadway, people think Nashville Broadway, but Broadway, like New York Broadway, right. they're opening all the theaters 100% really? uh, September 14th. Whoa, that's huge for so New York. So that's huge for New York. Happen. It's huge for New York, and that's a big sign for everyone else. Oh, yeah, that's people true. are going to follow suit. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so I think touring's already opened up. I think a lot of the arenas are, are taking off the... Um, they're leaving the mask part on, but not the social distancing. That's going to go away. I don't think that's going to continue. It just yeah. can't. It can't. It's right. so difficult. It can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are Otherwise, you going to do if you open a show at Bridgestone, have 5,000 people in a 25,000-seater arena? It makes like, no sense. Yeah. yeah. There was just a boxing match the other day in, in Texas on Saturday. There was 73,400. Was that the Canelo Whoa. fight? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And it, yeah, it yeah. sits, what, 92,000, almost 100,000 that place? So they were able to social distance up yeah. to 70,000. Wow. Yeah. Man. Canelo's a beast. Dude, yeah, yeah, man, forget about it. <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to like get in the ring with nah, the dude like no. that. Yeah. You it'll be, be your you it'll be, be able to enjoy let it. Let alone the dude that he beat, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm not I'm not getting in with anybody. Yeah, you, you <laughs> broke that dude's orbital uh bone right here. Crazy, Crazy man. man. Dude is like I'm not coming back out. I can't. This dude just busted my face. Literally broke my face. Yeah. Oh. Imagine how you feel the next morning after that. <laughs> I mean, the worst headache help. of your life. The paycheck's got to help, but it sucks when half of it goes to a reconstructive Dude, for real. Surgery. Yeah. 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 So you can see out of your left eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't get moved. Crazy. That's not cool. No, yeah. man. We're changing this to uh, boxing. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Who else did you play with before, Lauren? Uh, when you got here? I played with. Uh, um, Besides the Jackson Five, yeah, yeah, no <laughs> I, I play for a few people. You know, I've been fortunate to play some cool stuff. Um, I, I moved here for to play for Jackie Velasquez is what okay. brought oh, me nice, here. Br- nice. Brought me here back in the day. They moved me here. My whole family. Okay, awesome. And so because of that, I, then I met her producer Mark Heimerman, who produced okay. Jesus Freak. Uh-huh. And so he got me on records that I only dreamed of, from DC Talk stuff to. Dude. Amy Grant to me. I mean, yeah. just at back in the day it was like, oh my god, you know. Well, yeah. dude, I and mean, then, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, and then that's amazing stuff with like um Byron Gallimore was another producer that I did a lot of stuff with. I did stuff with like, you know, Faith Hill, Leon Womack. Right. You know, Clay Walker, just stuff that was really cool. Michael McDonald, just Usher. Yeah. Played Usher. Uh, played with Usher on the record and man. Uh, just really cool stuff, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
Kenny, Log- Kenny Loggins, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Do you play live with Michael, too? Or just yeah. record stuff? Yeah, I play live with Michael. I've had the pleasure of working on a couple records with Jacob Lowry. Oh, yeah, Jacob, man. Another. The baddest. Great dude. Yeah, great dude. Also, just like a super great hang. Super great hang, Texas boy. I got to yeah. ask you this. Do you know how old he is? He's probably my age. He refused. But he's a kid. To tell us. Yeah. I remember the first the first time I met him, we were working on a record that, long story short, never ended up getting released. But, I mean, he's such a badass. And wow. He's such a good hang, great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like in conversation, he was like talking to me, about, uh, talking to me about his family, his kids, you know. And uh, I asked him how old he was, and he wouldn't tell me. Yeah, like I thought he was joking at first because he's he's like a jokester type dude, mm-hmm. but he actually wouldn't tell me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy, but anyways, he's a good he's a good he's dude. A good dude. I like that guy. I only played live with him. We did some stuff with Tommy Sims for him, but I don't know if it ever got released. Okay, uh, for Michael, uh, but it was only the live couple things that I did with him. And uh, that was probably a fun show. Incredible, dream come true. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it was it was it was uh, unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's just so just a lot of stuff, you know that you do that you don't you think back like dang I, I yeah i think i you know then a lot of black gospel stuff you know from like andre crouch to the wine ends to you know marvin sap yeah clark sisters like just they made movies of the clark they made a movie about the clark sisters you know just right. stuff that you play and you just like wow you know yeah temptations wow you know uh kim carnes yeah it's a lot of people, man. Dang, man. Laundry list. It's, it's crazy. It's That's crazy, awesome. man. I, I have no complaints at all. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> it's been a great career, man. Been That's blessed. so cool, man. Yeah, man. It's kind of cool. Sorry, go ahead. No, I can go for it. I was just going to say, this. well, this is kind of shifting things, but mm. you have a restaurant, too. I do. We should, we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Give you a plug. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's called uh, Tempo. Tempo. That is. T-E-M-P-O, like timing. Tempo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spitting. It's fitting because it's all about the time, you know, and I take your time is what we always say. But yeah, <laughs> opened it up in 2018 and uh, it's been it's been cool. I, I 97 to 2000, 2007, I was in Nashville full time uh, doing a bunch of stuff. Then I got called. I did stuff with this guy. You ever heard of this artist named Israel Houghton? Yeah. Israel yeah. Houghton was mm-hmm. a, he's an incredible artist, singer, songwriter, a lot of stuff that he did. So I played on his record since 1998 here in town. And so he was doing this thing at Houston. I never heard of this guy that he was playing with, Joel Osteen. So I knew about his dad, but never about Joel. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, man, you heard of Joel Osteen Lakewood? And I just wanted so I can say this other thing. I was like, oh, man, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I, I know the dad, but I never heard of Joel. He goes, well, you should come check it out. We need a, we would like for, you know, to, we want to change the band a little bit and have, you know, some worship guys and blah, 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 some guys that are seasoned, blah, 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 whatever. It's like, great. I'd love to see it. So. It flew us down. I was like, yo, I didn't know it was the freaking compact center, you know, the arena. You yeah. know, I thought it was just a, we played at the church with the dad when I was on tour. Yeah, it's not a regular church. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. I that in a while. <laughs> it's crazy. That's so, awesome. uh, yeah, well, now it's just the arena. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah. So long story short, I ended up moving, you know, Joel's unbelievable, none but love for him and his family. They've been great to my family. I mean, without, you know their support i would have never been able to put my kids in the college i put them in and stuff wow. like that and just the success is incredible 
So I, I'm very grateful for that. But I lived there back and forth. Never sold my house in 10 Nashville. Kept it. So I was back and forth for 12 years, 11 years. Oh, wow. Whoa. Since 07 to 2018. Dang. But now you're here, here. Now I'm here full time starting on 2018 is when okay, I came awesome. back. But that's the transition where right when I turned like about 40 in my early to mid 40s, I was thinking, man, what am I going to do? Yeah. I got to do something else, too. I can't. You know, I love this. Uh, this is my life, man. I'm giving it to my kids. You know, that's great. My daughter's good with music. She, she's talented, too. She's savvy about marketing. She's savvy about music business. She studied music business. She can easily be an A&R person at a record label. She's smart. Mm -hmm. Knows a lot of music from indie stuff. Just crazy. Just in it, you know? Yeah. My son's taking the talent. He loves music. He plays music. It's great. My wife's supportive. All oh, that was great. I said, but I want to do something else that... It's not just that. If I don't play, I don't eat, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah. I want it to be something Something else is rolling for me that's rolling for the family in case something does happen to me. Sure. I, mean, I am getting older. I am getting older, you know? So, you know, I just started thinking. I said, man, maybe a coffee shop would be cool. I love coffee. Let me get more into So I started doing a lot of research, looking more into coffee and, you know, all the pH in coffee, the acidities and the flavors and the con all that stuff that you get into. You know, you know how it is. You know what I'm talking about. So... You know, flavor profiles, uh, you know, yeah, the origins and all that. So crazy, man. Got into all that. And I thought, I think I'd like to open a coffee shop, man. Not necessarily to be a barista because I feel like I don't have that, but I would love to do that too if I have to. Yeah. So I started talking to my daughter about it. I know I mentioned this to you guys before. So I started talking to my daughter. She's like, that'd be cool. Maybe like a small venue or something. Right. I was like, yeah, maybe like something that's 60, 80, 90 people. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. We're just chatting and yeah see that'd be cool you know and then she was went off to college so we i would always talk to her about it when i'd come into town and do sessions and i always kept the link and never that people didn't know i didn't live here for like three or four years yeah never told anyone because you were just here all the time because i was here all the time anyway yeah kept the links i had a great deal at lakewood where i could go and come incredible time there and so it allowed me to keep the relationships wide open and, and uh, avenues anyway so then when my son got a little older and more like uh, adultish, I started saying, "Hey man, what do you think we open like a coffee shop? What do you think about that? What do you you know?" She was studying music. She studied music business, emphasis in business, entrepreneurship. Yeah, he was studying finance when he got into college. It's like, man, I could use their help. Yeah. I dropped out of high school, you know, in eleventh grade. My dad would drop me off in the front. I'd walk out the back. It was crazy. <laughs> my poor dad, man. Nice, that poor guy. Right. It, it worked out all right. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. but so they were all, they were both like, yeah. And then so the ideas, yeah. I was like, well, we got to talk to your mom, man, to make sure that, you know, she'll be the realist, you know, chop them up real quick, like right. chop us up. Yep. And so she's like, well, you know, that's risky. And it, it is, obviously, you know, brick yeah, and mortar. It's like the toughest industry to actually make it in. And crazy. So, uh, so I was like, man, well, what if we, okay, well, let's just talk about it more. We talk about it. years go by. So then finally I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go for this thing. I'm going to pull the plug. I'm going to try it. So I, I called a realtor. And that's how it started. Man. Hey man, I'm looking for a storefront. And he's like, what? And I know this guy. What do you mean? So I'm looking for a storefront. I think I want to open a coffee shop. Really? He's like, yeah. he's like, all right, well, when are you back in town? I said, I'll be back in town next week. He goes, all right, let's go look him. All right. That's how it started. That's awesome. And we just went and he showed me this place on Nolansville. I was like, nah, man. People, he showed me and there was people in tents outside sleeping. I was like, 
I don't want to. No way. Right. No sir. Yeah. That's the place I got. Wow. And we're in early because you already know what's going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So, yeah. So then my Coming wife was up, like, man. hey, maybe a breakfast taco. If you're if I'm going to have my two cents in it, maybe like a little breakfast, something, homemade tortillas, maybe a little something. And that, like I said, that turned into a monster. I didn't know we'd have lines outside and all that. That's man. awesome, dude. And we have the specialty coffee too, you know, and everything's right, from you know right. Texas, and we love what we have, and and we just the whole vibe of it, you know. It's it's all music, it's all arts. We have you know drum case. You see the cases. I just you know we it's the symbols there and on the on the lights, benches that used to be uh, on the show, uh, mm. uh, Nashville. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, but I gotta check this spot out. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's I haven't school. been in there. It's a vibe, man. A it's a vibe. Time. It's awesome. It's got a nice vibe, and you know, so it's been. It, all that to say is that it it turned out pretty cool. Congratulations. We weathered man. the storm with the COVID, and yeah, we we the only the employees we did lose went literally went back home to their state. Right. 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 Because they were in college. And right. It was like, oh, well, you know, you could. If you need a place to stay, we can figure something out. They're like, no, 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 no. My mom wants me home, so yeah, they're okay. going. They all went right. home. So then we we hired a couple of people during COVID, you know, but we just kept it rolling, man. People kept community kept us together, kept kept us alive. That's awesome, man. That's and really now cool, man. that we opened up the dining, it's been incredible. Wow. That's a huge accomplishment. No it's kidding, pretty heavy. That's awesome. I gotta check this spot out. I'm just a few minutes down the road. Yeah, it's it literally right here. You know, I mean, we can go after dude, this. Dude, I know. To, we can go after this. The first time I've ordered anything from there, I ordered for delivery because I had to be at the office this morning, and I've known about it for like a year and a half. I feel so bad I haven't been in there yet. <laughs> it's all but, good. It's all good. But, uh, I'll sling some drinks. You can make some tacos, and you'll be all right. <laughs> yep. It's all good, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So what's... Um, I wanted to ask this earlier, and, and we... And, it's kind of backtracking a little bit, but I wanted to know, cause you said you did like a lot of records for people and you also do a lot of live. How much, how, how much do you, would you say you're doing live versus recording now? Uh, well, it's probably the, about even maybe I, I'm more recording for sure. Really? Because okay. of, of, you know, what's uh, going yeah, on yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. But before this, Oh man, there's a lot of studio stuff. So I think it was probably neck and neck a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's interesting now because the the cool thing now you can record at home. Obviously, yeah. it's a, it's a lot more. Um, you, you, before when I first came here, there was the live players, right? And there was the studio players. Yeah. So now I feel like it's more even because you can season yourself in the studio by playing tracking yourself right. and really paying attention right. to what you're doing yeah and knowing what sounds good what doesn't then live you're like oh live you, you you know it's a different vibe but yeah i feel like right now definitely studio more because mm -hmm. i have you know my rig at my house and all that but you know definitely in the studio more but live is definitely picking up awesome talk yeah. to us about a little bit of the if we've got time for it um how you mic a percussion rig are you using mostly Good condensers? Are you using mostly dynamic mics? Uh, yeah, I have a couple of condensers, uh, but they're uh, dynamic. I like uh, I like uh, Audio Technicas. I mm -hmm. have a couple mm -hmm. of things, uh, 4033s that I like a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I use that. I use a, 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 a A91 Sure mic. It's a big mic. It's a stereo mic, and I put it in a room in the back. Okay. And I use that. So when I'm tracking congas, you have a stereo room. 
And then I have a, a, a mono mic that I'll use in the room as well. So if you want to, you know, it, it depends if you want that. Some people just want a stereo pass. Spread, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but for color, I'll use that 91 because I really like that mic. It's really yeah. got a lot of really top end where I don't have to really mess with the EQ too much. Right. And then um, I have a nice Vintec uh, 473 compressor that I use. Yes. With, uh, with the 160 vintage um, stereo for my, you know, um, compressor for the 91. But uh, for the Cajon, I'll use like a 421 Sennheiser, for the, the one on the back or a D112, mm -hmm. uh, depending on what's going on. And uh, I'll use a condenser like an AKG that I have there. So you need, I mean, you need a decent amount of inputs. Oh, and yeah, stuff for yeah. I, I, I use a normal uh, between four and six all the time mm -hmm. but then i'll just reuse the other ones if i'm just oh let me i'm gonna mic this up this way today you right know? sure right sure. Something right. That's like i really need to get something right here right? yeah what about for live live is it uh, like is it mostly like overheads and then a couple close mics on the yeah or something yeah okay. what what they'll do is uh like this rig they'll put the two like let's say chest mics yeah let's say about maybe three feet from me mm -hmm. okay and then they'll have the ones right on me okay you know, so the color you'll hear that all the colors right, real yeah. nice. He has a nice, uh, wide, uh, you know, fan of what's going on when I do the, the, the yeah sweeps and all that. Yeah, that's cool. I've never really thought about how to mic a percussion rig. No kidding, especially one that's sizable like yeah, that, you know? yeah, yeah. No that's kidding, cool. yeah. Because I mean, with a drum kit, as the player, you're going to where that stuff is at. Right. If you're a percussion player. I mean, yeah, you've got stationary stuff. But you've got so much that's dependent on your hands yeah, yeah. to be able to grasp all that evenly. Yeah. I, I think that's a skill itself. I yeah. mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's you cool. work the mic, you know, you know where it's at and you mm -hmm. just, you know, people know and hear it and feel it. But yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot of fun though. Sounds like it. A lot of fun. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. So what's, uh, because COVID is, is lifting and, I know you and I've talked about a couple of things. I don't know if I can mention them on here and I won't unless you give me permission, but what, what do you have coming up for you in the next, in the next few months? Um, um, with, or with, or aside from, from what Lauren's doing. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things that we're um, in talks about doing. Not sure if it'll work out, but, mm. uh, there's always, you know, there's a couple of records in the works as well. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, just, I just stay playing. I got, you know, some tracks that I got to do. Um, and it just stays pretty consistent, you know, stays pretty doing Good. studio work, you know. Great. And, but I do, you know, hopefully live, I get to play more things live here in the future here pretty soon. We'll see what happens, but. Sweet. Yeah. There's some stuff that, you know, you just got to see what happens first. And then yeah. you'll be able to like, hey, guess what? You know, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, for the most part, you just kind of keep it cool and yeah. see what happens. Awesome, we'll, man. We'll definitely keep up with you. Yeah, man. This has been, thanks for taking the time to do this. Yeah, this awesome. and I'm glad to do it. It was awesome. It was an honor to do it. Good to meet you. You too, man. Good to hang with you. And Yeah, man. Anytime, man. Anytime. Y'all let me know when y'all come to Temple. For sure. We'll do it. Yeah.